0: Inside Cougar Football. Rex makes the catch, 10-5 touchdown. Inside Cougar Football with Isaac Rex, sponsored by Economics Partners
1: on Cougar Sports Saturday. Welcome back in to KSL News Radio, your legacy home of the BYU Cougars, getting you ready for BYU versus Arkansas. Cougars going to be taking on the Hogs tonight at five thirty p.m. here on KSL News Radio and ESPN two joining us now as you heard in that opening our weekly guest tight end Isaac Rex sponsored by economic partners and Isaac how's this week been for, for you getting ready for first trip to SEC country
2: it's been good obviously going into you know play any SEC team is uh kind of you know intimidating uh, big stadiums, you know, big defenses, big guys, uh, you know, Arkansas is a really good team, but we're excited. It's going to be fun. Um, you know, like we had one of our best experiences a couple, well, not a couple, I guess it was like four years ago, uh, against Tennessee, you know, where we went in, we're able to squeak it out late. And so we're hoping to, you know, have a fun experience like that at Arkansas.
1: Looking back at last week, Isaac, were you surprised that ball that Keaton threw on that sixty-five yarder that it was able to thread the needle as smoothly as it did and, and land in your hands? Were you stunned it got there?
2: I actually didn't realize that safety was coming over. They played some really weird defense on that, where they had you know a guy underneath me, a guy to the left of me, and then a safety coming over the top. So uh, I actually didn't realize that there was a safety right there until I looked back at the film, and then I was like, dang, there was three guys around me. I thought it was just those two, the guy in front of me and the guy to the left of me. And so, yeah, looking back at it, I was like, wow, what a throw. Um, I I said before, I'm like, that's one of the best throws I've seen here at BYU since I've been here. So it was it was really, yeah, a cool moment, uh, but a great ball by Keaton.
1: How much grief, though, did your teammates give you for not scoring a touchdown on that great pass?
2: <laughs> well, they gave me some grief. But here's the thing. So if you look back on the film, there's a corner who's a little – he's even a little ahead of me. He's like a one yard um, in front of me when I make that pass. And I weigh 255. That corner is probably 180. So show me film of any two fifty five guy, you know, out running a corner when they're right next, you know, when they're uh, next to each other, you know, when they're at the same distance. If I had a ten yard head start, then he wouldn't have caught me. But let's be realistic here, you know. So, I'm, you know, I still have to block people, so I can't <laughs> lose all a ton of weight and outrun them. But it's absolutely, all
1: good. no, that's good stuff, and. And I'm curious, when you bring up the film, how much do you enjoy breaking down film each week and, and getting ready for an opponent or scout and, and looking back on a game? How much do you enjoy that process?
2: I really enjoy it. I've, I've been starting to really understand um, these past couple of years the importance of film um, and just how knowing uh, just a little ahead of time maybe what a defense could be doing the alignment of the defense, um, where they're positioned, at. you know, like their stunts, their fronts on the, on the D line is really important. So, um, I, I enjoy watching film, um, before, before, uh, yeah, before playing an opponent. Um, sometimes the film can lie and it's totally different than, you know, what you see on the Saturday, but, it is really important to um, to use and to to watch every single week.
1: You've put together a lot of great film during your BYU career. Twenty two of those plays have ended up in the end zone. You're tied for the all time lead for most touchdown grabs by a BYU tight end. How much would it mean to you personally to to break the touchdown record for tight ends at a place that you know you look back at the history kind of views itself like tight end you.
2: It would mean a lot. Uh, I think just to get you know one stat on um, as the, at the top of a obviously there's you know catches and yards touchdowns you know there's even blocking stats and stuff like that but to get like you know one of those records for touchdowns I think is is really cool and to have my you know name cemented as the you know the tight end at BYU with the most touchdowns would be cool. Obviously, there's a lot more guys at BYU, um, you know, or who have played at BYU that have more catches, um, that have more yards. So, it, it tight end or touchdowns isn't really everything, but it is cool that I, you know, I could get one of those stats.
1: I'm going to ask you this because you're a BYU guy, you grew up loving the Cougs, and you've got strong family ties to BYU. So I'll ask you this. What is your ranking of the best BYU tight ends look like? And and I, you can include yourself. Don't don't self-deprecate like Kalani and say that you were a nobody. You can include yourself if you'd like. If I'm going to put you on the spot, who would you say are some of the top all time in your opinion?
2: Okay. Um let's I've been thinking about this, you know, for a little and I don't want to leave anyone out because there have been so many good BYU tight ends. I know Jeff Hansen just did a, a ranking a little bit ago, and he has my dad over me, which I might disagree with, but I'm not gonna put myself in in my top five just because I think there definitely are, you know, five to eight tight ends better than me. I'm gonna go first in number five, I'm gonna put Matt Bushman. For those three years, even though our teams weren't, you know, amazing, he led the team in yards. I'm pretty sure, um, maybe even catches. And in those three years, he would have he had like a very successful career. And I know if he didn't get hurt in that 2020 year, he would have had an amazing career, been a super high draft pick. Um, so I'm gonna go Matt five. I'm gonna go Etulamele. Uh, four, um, I'm pretty sure he played around 10 years in the NFL. Uh, very long career in the NFL, but he was a total stud. The Chad Lewis, Utula combo was very deadly at BYU. It was, that was a legit combination. Um, let's go three. Um, who are, who can I go three right here? Well, uh, let's go, huh. Who do you think? Can you name name some names for me, and
1: then I'll... So you got Dennis Pitta. You got Johnny Harleen. You got Gordon Hudson. Uh, you've got uh, Clay Brown, who was a tight end. Uh, you've also had... I'm trying to think of some of the other ones. You, you got Byron Rex, your dad, of course. Uh, Chris Smith, okay. who played with Ty Detmer.
2: Yeah. I'm going to go Johnny Harleen third. Okay. Um obviously we all remember the Utah play, but if you look back at his stats, he was, he was John Beck's number one guy. So Johnny Harleen, he, I'm pretty sure he was an all American or close to that total stud. Um, and he does have probably the most recognizable play single play in BYU history. Number two, I'm going to go Gordon Hudson. Um, you know, played with some amazing quarterbacks. He was with Steve Young. He was um, just—if you look at his stats, also absolute monster, um, just a total stud. And yeah, he, I mean, he's has 22. T- he had 22 touchdowns his career. That's the guy I'm trying to be. And then number one is Dennis. Uh, I'll go Dennis. And Dennis, man, like if you look back at his stats, he's the number one receiving tight end in the history of college football, which is ridiculous. May, I don't know about catches, maybe even catches too, but in the history of college football to do that is absolutely insane. Like, you know, and he was a unanimous all American, obviously won a super bowl, but to have that many yards as a tight end, granted, he didn't, have his hand on the ground that much and I do give him some grief for that he was in the slot a lot but you know to still hold that record what 10 12 years later of I don't don't even think anyone would be even close 14
1: 14 years
2: later I didn't realize Dennis was that old (laughs) but um, no to have that record 14 years later I don't think there's a tight end in, in college football history let alone BYU history, that will even come close to the stats he had. Just absolute beast, and it showed in the NFL. So that's that's my five. It's uh, Dennis first, Gordon Hudson, uh, Johnny Harleen three, and then Tula Mealy four, five, Matt Bushman.
1: I like that a lot. Dennis Pitta was a guy that you worked with a little bit in the offseason. He's obviously coaching at your uh, old high school, San Clemente High what are some things that you did pick up from him maybe in the offseason or pointers that that he gave coming from you know the the number 1 BYU tight end on your list
2: Yeah his um his route running is and his knowledge about route running is amazing. He he knows so much um obviously playing uh, in the NFL and having a lot of yards and um, touchdowns and catches in the NFL He is very knowledgeable about route running. So we worked a lot on that, a lot on, you know, releases and, um, you know, sitting in certain areas in zone and, um, yeah, just working on cuts and stuff. And so he was awesome this off season. Austin Colley also worked with a lot of the receivers too, um, down in Southern California when Keaton would go and throw. So we'd like work out, you know, in the morning, um, And then throw with Keaton right after. So it was, it was fun to be with Dennis and he helped out the other tight ends also. And it was, it was fun to uh, be down there with him. And it's, it's cool that he's coaching my, you know, old high school too.
1: Let's take a quick break. We'll get more with Isaac Rex on the other side here on KSL news radio.
0: Welcome back in. It's BYU and Arkansas game day, and we're breaking it down and a whole lot more with our weekly guest, BYU tight end Isaac Rex. And we already talked about last week's game and where you're at in the record books. Do you feel like you're playing some of your best football you've ever played, Isaac? Um,
2: yeah, there's still a lot that I can improve on. I mean, there's definitely um, some things I, I need to keep working on. Um, you're, you're as a player, you can always improve, you know, I, I never feel like you're at your best just yet. If you feel like you've arrived or made it, then that's where you kind of plateau. So, you know, I feel like I'm, I'm playing well right now, but I could definitely play better. I can improve a lot these uh, next couple of
1: weeks. And I'm sure the offense is looking to improve in these next couple of weeks, starting with the hogs. I mean, last week was a great performance, 41 points. I'm sure there's still more to be had. Do you feel like that passing game and this offense can continue to have success with the, uh, the maybe the ramp up in the schedule in terms of difficulty of opponents?
2: Uh, yeah. I mean, we I'm sure we can uh, keep improving. Um, there, you know, we left some points. On the board on Saturday, we could have uh, you know scored more. Had some some costly uh, penalties at inopportune times, um, kind of similar to our game against Sam Houston. So there's a a lot more we can improve. Um, obviously, yeah, I mean we're going to be going into SEC territory this week, and it'll be a very good test to see where we're at before starting Big Twelve uh, play, and so. Um, yeah, I mean, we can obviously improve on a lot of facets, the run game, the pass game, um, on our offense in general, but, uh, yeah, this
0: week will definitely be a good test to see, uh, where we're at and where we need to change things. You mentioned the run game, Isaac, what do you guys need to do to get that going a little bit more? Um, against SU, they
2: stacked the box, so they had two safeties really low and it was, Kind of tough because, you know, we can't block everyone. And so it's important for, you know, us to get our IDs right on the offensive line and as tight ends and sticking on blocks. I could do a better job of just finishing blocks and stuff like that. But, um, yeah, I mean, we got to do everything in our power to help out uh, whoever's in the backfield, whether it's Aiden, whether it's Dion, whether it's LJ. Uh, It's important to, you know, help them out and, I think we'll um, obviously like on against Sam Houston. Everyone's like, "Where's the pass game?" You know, so it's that's just it's kind of just how sports is. Sometimes it, uh, you know, the 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 pass game's rolling, so you got to go with that, and sometimes the run game's going, so you roll with that. So um, as long as we got you know one of them rolling, um, I think we'll be in good shape.
1: You mentioned the the running backs, all the options that you guys have. Aaron Roderick did announce earlier this week that L.J. Martin's going to be the first running back. He's going to get the start. Does the offensive staff maybe let you guys know when there is maybe a new starter being inserted into the lineup going into a game? Or is it sometimes, well, wasn't expecting that one?
2: Uh, Not really. I mean, you kind of just... go into practice and if you see someone new in the first huddle you're like oh okay like (laughs) we've already been playing with them for so long and uh we knew you know we all know how good lj is but we also um know how good aiden and dion is and they're going to keep contributing and helping us out so um you know there's there's really limited surprises when it comes to college football but Um, Yeah, we're excited to see what our running backs do this this coming Saturday.
0: First road trip of the year for you guys. Take us through just the schedule. Like when you get to town, what do you guys do while you wait and get ready for the game against the Hogs?
2: Yeah, when we go uh, to the East Coast, um, so when we skip like two time zones, it's it's nice because we leave on a Thursday. And so we leave on a Thursday and we get there, um, you know, Friday afternoon. And so you kind of have a day to just adjust to the time zone, you know, to the area you're in. Um, Arkansas is not in that time zone, so it's only one hour. So we'll, we'll be leaving on a Friday. Uh, we have to leave from Salt Lake um, now because Provo Airport's getting redone.
0: Tell me you're in the A gates at least. Oh, if we have to walk to B, I think I,
2: I won't make it to the to the game. Because when you have to walk to B and you have all your luggage, you get and so a kid. Worn out. Have you done it? With, yeah. Have you done it with your kid? We have done it with Luca. It's Woo. pretty torturous, and especially if you're running late. One time, me and my wife, we were all the way because Southwest, right? Southwest goes to B. So whenever you know you're in Southwest, you're like, oh, we got to walk to B. Well, one time, my wife left her suitcase at the, um, uh, she left it at the, uh, um, uh, where the security is. And we Check walked in? all the way to B and she's like, You have my suitcase, right? And I'm like, No, you have it. It's your suitcase. She's like, But I handed you to put it on the cart, you know, for the security. I'm like, But it's your suitcase. You expect me to just carry your suitcase around? And so she made me run all the way from B back to security, grab it from security, and then run back to B, and I barely made the flight. It was horrible, and I was sweating the whole time on the flight. It was disgusting. But it was, uh, yeah, hopefully they don't have to make us go to B.
0: The worst part of that, too, is then you're trying to decide in the run, in the tunnel, do I get on the moving escalator, or is it just faster to avoid that? Like, it's, it's such a hassle. So hopefully you don't fly out of B, but when you guys get to Arkansas, what's the plan?
2: So yeah, when we get there we just kinda um we'll have like a walkthrough. Uh we may do some, you know, stretching, uh eat some some food. Usually they have really good food for us on all the away games. So it's fun to try different uh um I guess you could say cultures, but different states foods. So um yeah, it's uh I mean you kinda just relax and get ready for the game. So you don't want guys too hyped up, you know, the night before game where they can't sleep or something like that. So everyone gets their good rest and and just gets prepared the way they need to.
1: Are you with Keaton Slovis getting that coveted first class seat, or are you with Kalani and the coaches in comfort plus?
2: Well, they give the O line the first uh, class seats mm. just because they're so big and you know they don't get much attention Anyways So. They need all the attention they can get. And then, yeah, luckily I'm tall, so they help me out um, by usually giving me a a first-class seat, which is nice. But um, sometimes I don't get it all the time, so who knows? Maybe I will, maybe I won't.
1: (laughs) What stands out about Arkansas on defense as we start to wrap this up?
2: Uh, Very, you know, very big front seven. I know their D-line is like six, seven, um, you know, six, five, you know, large guys, of course they're SEC players. So they weigh a lot. Um, and then they play a lot of man. Um, and they got a new defensive coordinator this year that, you know, they're hyped about from UCF and it's, uh, they're, they're, they're a really good team. Um, they've been a good team for a long time. So we have to be on our A game. we got to be ready to roll and we're, uh, you know, we're excited to,
0: to go play. Is there an element of, of revenge at all from what happened last year in Provo? Um, I wouldn't say
2: revenge. I feel like maybe for the defense there is just because I think they scored like 52 on us or something. You know, 50 on us last year. And so that was... That was tough. We were actually, you know, hanging with them for a good amount of time. It felt like, but um, you know, you never want to go into anything revengeful because then you don't play the game that you want to play. You know, you you play very uh, angry instead of playing level-headed and smart football. So maybe in, in life, in general, you never want to like take revenge on people. We've learned that and. Multiple superhero movies and you know <laughs> stuff like that. So I would say revenge is isn't really the answer, but just going out, playing smart football, um, enjoying the moment, and uh, yeah, playing playing smart.
1: I wasn't planning on this, Isaac, but are you a superhero movie guy? I am,
2: but I've been pretty disappointed with uh, superhero movies in general lately. Um, just you know watching these superhero movies i don't think they they seem like money grabs you know but in the past they felt you know actual real and they've they've seemed like intense and they've actually had some weight to them but now it just seems like you know they're just making them for money and so you know i i i am a big superhero guy um but i've kind of just Maybe, I don't know if I've gotten older
0: or the movies have gotten
2: worse. I just, I don't know. I take
0: it you haven't seen the latest animated Spider-Man then?
2: No, I, okay, I loved uh, Across the Spider-Verse. I thought that was the best one. But I like Ant-Man and the Wasp. I saw The Flash. I saw, and, and uh, you know. Blue Beetle? Did you dip into that? (laughs) I didn't see Blue Beetle, sadly, No. But, you know, they all have similar storylines. I'm a big uh, Dark Knight guy. I think the Dark Knight is the best superhero movie of all time. Um, I, I, you know, I'd watch that actually probably yearly just to, you know, see uh, the Joker's performance and to see Christian Bale and Heath Ledger. I think that is like my favorite superhero movie of all time. But yeah i I've, I've been pretty disappointed lately with Superhero movies.
1: Well, hopefully Isaac, you can be Christian Bell against Arkansas's defense and give them some scars as you get ready oh, to take yeah. on the hogs. Uh, best of luck, Isaac, and <laughs> we will chat next week. All right
2: I appreciate you guys. thank you.
1: All right, that's Isaac Rex here on KSL News Radio.